As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, hello, hello. It is Phoebe Mills, and I'm here for another conversation today on our show, Exposed. And you know, this show is the show that uncovers it all. And we primarily talk about various industries that are amazing. I call it the exposure industry because I believe in just giving people the tools they need to succeed. Because when women are equipped, there's no stopping our potential. So today we have an amazing guest, and what I have tended to do on this show in particular is to allow our guests to introduce themselves because I believe that the greatest introduction you can ever make is the one in which you do yourself. So without any further ado, welcome Michelle. Hey. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Um, my name is Lachelle Barnett, and I am a brand strategist, and I run a consulting firm. It's called The Reset Room, and essentially what we do is we help people who have traditional 9 to 5, and they are wanting to transition to online coach, um, and we help them get crystal clear about what is their expertise, and what are they building their business around, and what's their signature program, and basically all of the how-tos of building their brand. That's awesome and amazing. And so I am ready to have this conversation because I know so many people want to transition because we're transitioning to a whole new decade. And mm -hmm. that is one of the things on many people's vision boards as we mm -hmm. um, transition, right? So they want to leave their 9 to 5. They don't know how to leave their 9 to 5. They don't know much about this online world that we talk mm -hmm. about. So. <laughs> I know that this is resonating with you and resonated with me, too, because I recently went into employment, came out of employment, so I, I, I understand that transition. But what do you yeah. think is the thing that holds so many people back from making that big leap into online entrepreneurship? Oh, there's so many things. I think that one of the biggest challenges, so in, in my specific group that I work with, most of the people have already been in the entrepreneur space for a while. They've typically had a previous business or they've done something. And so what I think really hinders people from actually being able to transition and not just be doing both is not really having a solid plan. Like people neglect to understand the importance of, you know, it takes a lot of skill and expertise to be a CEO, right? And sometimes we walk into the online coaching space not thinking of ourselves as CEOs, right? We're thinking of ourselves as the direct care provider, which is the coach. 
But if you are to build a business, you have to have the mindset and the work habits and the knowledge of a CEO. So a lot of times I see people being really gifted in one thing, like maybe they're a great accountant or maybe they're a great teacher, but they don't necessarily know all of the steps, all of the skills necessary to turn it into consistent revenue. Awesome. And so we know as an employed person, the belief is that the revenue is consistent. So that is a scary leap. And Mm -hmm. so let's break down this thing called branding. It's kind of like what I do. Public relations um, is Mm -hmm. the degree I have, and I've had 20 years' experience in this this industry. And so one of the things I know for sure is that people know they're like, I need a PR person, I need a publicist, I need this, but they don't even know what that means Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the large Mm -hmm. part. And so I feel like branding is very much like that. You know, we it's need to be branded. We've got to build this brand and all this stuff. But what is, in your simplest definition, what is a brand? So a brand is about basically it's your business and you taking your expertise and packaging it in a way that is attractive to your ideal client and creating wins for both of you, revenue on your side and impact or income or whatever, you know, outcome that you're helping people achieve on their end. That's it. It's just you taking one person, building a specific program, product, whatever, and getting them to an outcome. And it's you infusing yourself in the process of you understanding that you are part of the brand. You are a big part of the brand. And so figuring out how to do both. If you're going to be the expert, right, then you have to figure out how to infuse yourself, especially in the online space where it is highly social. So you have to have some social components to your brand. You just can't be the expert, and that's it. Um, so I think that would be my, my most simplest definition. Awesome. And so that leads to another question, and that is the difference between a personal brand and a company-centric brand. Because many times people, you know, like myself, authors, speakers, coaches, we deal with personal branding, but there are some brands that put the company first. Yeah, there is. I think that when you're in the coaching space, it's a delicate balance because a lot of times people get into the business because they want to do what they love, right? They want to follow their passion. And so they then make the business all about them when the truth is our businesses is all about the person that we serve. Every single thing that we do is based on who we serve. And so I think that you have to learn to infuse you and the brand and not be the entire brand. Again, I think that's kind of the difference between the CEO and the coach. But I I would say that understanding how to infuse yourself in the brand is probably one of the the things that you have to learn over time on how to balance that because on the personal branding side, it's you, it's your experience, it's your stories. But when you're talking more um, company, or well, then you're really talking more outcomes. You know, you're talking a lot more visual branding. You're talking about other elements of branding that matter on the personal brand side, but not as much. Definitely, definitely. And so, what has been one of your greatest success stories? Oh, I think one of my greatest success stories is someone who had been in this entrepreneur space for six or seven years. She had not had an official business, but she had been a part of anthologies and going to conferences and just different kind of busy things. And eventually she looked up and realized, man, all my friends are actually having businesses. They're not just writing books. They're not just, you know, doing pieces of the business. And so she was one of the beginning clients that I had 
when we, we built out her entire brand, right? We helped her get clear about her expertise and, you know, what she wanted her tribe or her audience to be really, you know, what, who she wanted to serve and all these different elements. And this was specifically a done-for-you service. And so at the end of it, we built out this entire brand, and she was so, like, grateful to the point where she was crying. And she's like, I've been stuck in this hamster wheel, and I've been stuck in this loop for so long, and you took everything that I was thinking and, you know, even things that I weren't thinking, and you turned it into something tangible that I could see that now I can operate from. And she was just so relieved, and that was the piece that – you know, just really reminding me that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing is the peace that she now feels, the the um, excitement that she now feels. All of that returns because of the work that we did with her. So to me, that was one of the greatest success stories because particularly it was early on in my career. And, you know, when you're early, you're not exactly sure. You're like, oh, I think I can do this. So when someone comes with that level of, you know, appreciation uh, of the work that you've done, it's like, man, Keep going. Yes, yes, that's awesome. And one of the questions that I ask everybody here is really about one of the secrets that is of your industry. So I always say and pose the question like this, Stevie, I wouldn't normally tell anybody, but because it's your audience, I got to tell you and fill in the blank. Mm. Oh, Okay, so one of the things I'm pretty passionate about as it relates to the coaching industry is this misnomer of multiple streams of income. I think that when you're in the building stage of your business, meaning, you know, the first two, three, maybe up to five years, everybody's, you know, progress is a little different. But when you're emerging, right, you're aspiring, multiple streams of income is a long-term game goal. It is not an immediate jump into products, coaching, you know, so I think that there's a misnomer in the coaching industry that multiple streams of income is where it's at when really you need to be a master at one thing, right? Like if you're going to be the number one go-to person in your niche, you can't be a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none. Is multiple streams uh, the end goal? Absolutely. We all need multiple streams of income. But that's based on the stage that you're in in entrepreneurship. And unfortunately, that does not get talked about enough of when do I do multiple streams of income because I see a lot of people just creating multiple jobs rather than multiple streams. That's powerful because I had a conversation um, over the weekend with somebody and they are new to entrepreneurship and they were saying, you know, they want to have X amount of jobs and then they wanted to have X amount of businesses. I'm like, I don't know if that's the right way to do that. But, you yeah. know, to each their own. But, yeah, you do You make a valid point because we always hear multiple streams, mm-hmm. multiple streams, multiple streams. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that you brought that up because it is something in which people can get stuck. And yep, so as we sure. begin to wrap, wrap up this conversation, what I want you to do is definitely give your contact information. Sure. Um, So the platform that I leverage the most and I'm most active on is Facebook. I don't do much with other platforms. Um, And so the easiest way is to just put Michelle Barnett in your search bar. There's my personal page that will come up, the business page that will come up, the Facebook community that will come up. They're all tied to my name. So it is the easiest way for you to follow for those people who are interested in learning more and, you know, just gaining more resources and tools. 
And how did you come upon that decision to just stick to one pony? Because a lot of people, you know, try to be everywhere. So I'm very curious in that, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's two things. Number one, where is my audience, right? Which platform is my, my specific audience on? And then two, what are my personal goals? Right, so what are my revenue goals? What's the vision I have for myself? And combining those two, uh, that let me know I don't need to be on twelve platforms. Could I be on twelve <laughs> platforms? Absolutely, because my avatar is on each platform. But I have to combine both who I'm serving with the things that are most important to me. And the more platforms that I'm on, the less freedom that I have. There are more people that I have to hire. There, you know, it's just a different, and there's nothing wrong with it. Again, but it's about what stage of entrepreneurship are you in? Like, at what point do you need to add one more platform? Because sometimes people struggle to be consistent because they're doing too much of the wrong thing. I think one of the biggest challenges that we have as entrepreneurs is doing the right thing at the right time because it's all needed. All the stuff that people tell you you need to do, you probably need to do it, but you don't need to do it today. (laughs) So that's why. That's awesome, and it's so true, and I think that more people need to, you know, pare down. For me, 2020 Mm -hmm. is all about paring down. (laughs) It's not about adding a whole lot of stuff because it could bog you down, but at the end of the day, I want to have a personal life. (laughs) I don't want my business to be another weight because it can be, you know what I mean? It can definitely be, and so social media is one of those things. I'm like, I want to be off more so. I appreciate you sharing that because a lot of times, you know, people, one thing I always say is that we're all trying to figure it out. I don't know that Mm -hmm. anybody, any entrepreneur at any stage has arrived to the one thing because if you go online, you see about 20 different ways to get to the same point. But, yeah, so what do you think about that? I think there's too much noise. You know, the Internet, social media, all of it is noise. And you have to do, I mean, you have to understand your end goal, right? And then you get to decide, and I think this is where people get stuck, is that they don't think they get to decide. It's like, no, there's 47 choices, right? Just like there's 40 different kinds of deodorants, 40 different kinds of breads. Like you get to Mm -hmm. choose the path that aligns with your specific goals. The problem is, is that you don't understand what it takes. Right, so this business model is different than this business model. This platform is different than this mm-hmm. platform, right? And you underestimate how much time and energy and skill it takes to manage each one of these different things. And so, if you educate yourself on the different types of business models, for example, um, then you can choose this is my path, and everything else is noise. And that's the thing you got to keep saying because it's like the difference between alignment and opportunity. Right? There's lots of opportunities every day. There's a new opportunity to do something, but almost always it takes you out of alignment. But you can't even get into alignment without knowing where you're going first. Right? You've got to understand where you're trying to get to, the goals that you have for yourself, be it monetary, be it non-monetary. And then everything that does not align with that is, 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 is a no. I tell people all this time, you have to say a lot of yeses to get into alignment, but then you've got to say a lot of no's to stay in alignment. All right, y'all. Y'all heard the silence. All the mics dropped. (laughs) I I do believe in that you're definitely speaking my language. Go ahead and give your um, information one more time because we had a little bit of conversation after that. I want people to be able to stay connected. 
Sure. The easiest way is to follow me on social media. Again, it's Lachelle, L-A-C-H-E-L-L-E, Barnett, and you can type that in the search bar on Facebook, and you will find me in a multitude of ways. And our business name is The Reset Room, so you're welcome to look us up that way as well. Awesome, awesome, guys. You know how to find me. You just need to know how to spell my first name correctly, S-T-E-V-I-I. It has been an absolute pleasure, Michelle, to have you here. We have had a great conversation. (laughs) And I appreciate you being here and taking some time to open up the doors of branding to us. And Thank you you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I want you all to know if you go to stevie.com, you can find me. Definitely go. If you're in the Atlanta area, December 22nd, we are going to be taking over Atlanta with an event called She Soiree. We're celebrating women in business at any stage of your business. Come on. You can find us on Eventbrite, and it's going to be an amazing, amazing experience. Who am I? I am Stevie Mills, and I am here to tell you guys to make it a great day, do not have a great day. Make it a great day. Why? Because you, you, and yes, you too, have the power to do so. Bye for now. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.